brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Sif Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Viewer discretion actually not advised. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that is always one hour long if you round down. It's Sif To the hour, if you round to down hour. to the hour. Yeah. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. A patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. <laughs> I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. He's Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And this week, we're joined by a guest guru. It is Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. What is going on, America and other countries that might be listening? (laughs) It's good to have you back on, man. Man, it's great to be on. When was the last time you were on? I feel like it may have been... What was the movie? uh, It better not be Jack Reacher. No, it was the one in the dark that that there was like four people. People only said like three or four lines in the whole thing. Uh, there was some the quiet si- place. Quiet. No, no, no. There was a. Uh, this is. Uh, no, we we saw this in Ozark, the theater. I can't remember. It's not great. It was a Great oh, Wall weekend, and then yeah, Great Wall, was, and then there's uh, another one. What's it called? Uh, um, in the dark. Uh, uh, what happened? It's not uh, the one with uh, Joel Ledgerton, and uh, it comes oh, at night. It comes, it comes at night. Comes at night. Yeah. you were on for that one. Yeah. That was, a, that was a nice big disagreement between us, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you didn't like I did not it. Like, yeah, I didn't I like that loved it. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a good... I just didn't. And I, you thought it was okay, it right? It was just... I wanted more. I wanted, at the end, to just see some sort of a we call crazy those, rock uh, monster or something to come out. Rock monster. Rock monster. Uh, we just want to have people be friends. Oh, we didn't know. We just misunderstanding. Sorry, rock monster. I call those uh, podcasts Three Bears Podcasts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just where, right. where somebody, just right. where somebody's just right, somebody you know is in the middle, mm. and somebody is uh, not enough. So yeah, um, that's that that's, last. That's the last time. Okay, well, it's great to have you back on to talk some Star Wars. We're going to talk Solo, uh, do a movie review. We're going to actually update our Star Wars sift sort. We've never yes. done this before. I'm glad to be part of that. I'm going to um, need you to refresh me. On I will. The, I've, yeah, yeah, I'll refresh re- where we landed. And uh, then there's some extra rules for updating that I'll go over when we get there, uh, so you know what we're in store for. We're also going to do best ever movies that end in the letter O. So, uh, not going to lie, it was difficult finding that list. Really? Yeah. It's not an easy search. Yeah, it's not an easy search. (laughs) So I had to go to like my uh, uh, what is uh, that app that we use? Letterbox, Letterbox, and yeah. then I had to go to my actual DVD collection and look through that. <laughs> nice. Um, there's some good ones, though. There's yeah. some really good ones. I'm excited to chat about that, and of course, we'll do some uh, buried treasure at the end, but first, we'd like to start with some Do We Care. Every single week, I start you with the- Muppet there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> my animal voice. Yeah, that's nice. Animal! Every single week, no. <laughs> Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick 
tray topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one, Clint Eastwood will return to acting in his next directorial film called Mule, based on a 2014 New York Times article about a 90-year-old drug mule used by the cartel. He will be starring in this alongside the Bradley Cooper. Uh. The Bradley Cooper? Uh, yes. Uh, um, well, how long has he been out of that? I don't feel like six he's... Six years. He's been out... Well, um... Because, uh, what was the movie he did after oh, Brian get... Torino? Uh, Trouble with the, the Curve. Yeah, yeah, Trouble yeah. with the Curve was 2012. He has an uncredited role in American Sniper. Oh, uh, really? As a churchgoer. Uh, <laughs> I just read that on IMDb. That's not acting. That's not acting. That's a man So you're right, yeah, been about six years for Clint. But he does like to be in his own movies. Is he directing it or is somebody else directing it? so He's directing it. Directing it as well. I think whenever Clint Eastwood directs and stars in his movies, it, they're really good. Now, some people are concerned because his history with, uh, uh, what are the, uh, based on actual events, oh, sure, those sure, sure. movies yeah, yeah, yeah. aren't really <clears throat> that great, but it's Clint Eastwood. So, Yeah, I mean, I like, uh, I like Grant Torino a lot. Oh, it's, I love that movie so much. Uh, I'm not as much a fan as, of Million Dollar Baby as a lot of people are. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trouble with the Curve was not very good. No. No. So it's kind of a mixed bag for me when he acts in his own stuff. So, you know, we'll see. I, As with everything, you know, I'll, I'll give it a wait and see. What about you, Jack? How do you feel about this? Uh, he is an American treasure, ladies and gentlemen. Clint no, that's Eastwood. true. Uh, but uh, he is... He's Clint Eastwood. He's the uh, man with no name. He's been a, he's been going at this for a long time. Um, I'm interested to find out how this goes. He's 88 years old. I didn't old. want to say that. I didn't want to say that. I'm never sure nowadays yeah. what's okay to talk about. But I mean, like, what was the last movie he was in as himself? Or not as himself, but in Grand, an acting Gran Torino. Oh, okay. I guess Trouble with Trouble the Curve. Trouble with the Curve was yeah. his last big acting Yeah, role. that was not... See, so that wasn't very great. And but then, I don't know that it was necessarily because of his performance or because of him being older. I think... Like I, I, just a bad movie. I think it's just... Yeah, I think yeah, it was a that, poor that, script okay. and a poor story. Yeah. And, Gran Torino's good, though. Yeah, oh. Gran Torino's really yeah. good. So, and he's great in he's it. He's got a shot. He's Clint Eastwood. He can yeah. make it happen. So I'm wanting was, one more Western out of him. Oh, can yeah. we have one more Western? A final man with no name. Well, I get Sergio Leone's, you know, gone, so you can't add to that trilogy. Unforgiven two. Now we're forgiven. Yeah. Unforgiven T O O. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I think whenever he made that movie Unforgiven, the old West was a real thing. It feels like that movie's <laughs> old enough to where Unforgiven is was- actually a period piece of the actual period when it was filmed. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, I, you know, bring it on, Clint. I'd love to see what you're doing. Yeah. Number two. This is the greatest news I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, wow. Paramount has officially canceled Transformer 7. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Yes. I now, this is a bummer for me. I haven't seen that yet. Oh. This bums me out. Well, yeah, you have the horrible movie podcast to think about. We've done like four <laughs> of those movies on our podcast. Don't, don't worry. They're still doing the Bumblebee movie this year. Well, it'll be on there, too. Yeah. Thanks, John Cena. But they have canceled Transformer 7 to make way for more Hasbro action figure Hasbro movies. Extended Universe? Yeah. Uh, like mask, a, uh, G.I. Joe. Right, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe is being rebooted. Mask? Yeah, there's a mask yeah. movie coming. Mask. Yes. Yeah. What was it? Eric uh, Stoltz in another movie. Oh, the wrong, that's the wrong mask. Sorry. No, sorry. Different no, mask. No, no, not the. <laughs> sorry. My my bad. You meant the, what is it called? Military, Military action, action something. Yeah. yeah. 
Military action, because that's the sound they make whenever they punch you. Military action, so cool with a K. Cool, yeah. Sponsored by Cool Cigarettes. Exactly. Well, that's good. I'm 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 so done with those Transformer movies. I actually have hope for Bumblebee. Why? Because I'm because that's who I am. Because I'm a movie optimist, and I'm just like, how dare you, sir? Why? Yes, come on. You know, do something good. They need to just reboot. I think they are. They're thinking about just rebooting the entire Transformers Good. franchise. That'd be so cool. And do it to where, you know, I think you've said this before, where they actually look like they're transforming into the car. That was, the, or, that was almost the whole thing for me from the very first movie yeah. is you you lost the entire magic of what Transformers was about for me as a kid. This actual semi-truck, you know, looks like a semi-truck. Yeah. And if I move it around, it looks like a robot. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That, But it's real, and it's true. Yeah. And in the movies, they take all that away because it's just, you know, truck, a bunch of pointy things, robot. Isn't, and that, isn't that weird? Oh. And, like, and their um, their fight scenes in that, first, in that first movie, I remember going to the theater and being like, what am I even looking at in no. this thing? Yeah. There's like... It made no like, sense. Weird. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Worse. Michael Bay, you're the man. <laughs> now, number three, this one's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys had heard this or not. Netflix stock value has officially surpassed that of Disney. What? Netflix market cap was $162 billion, wow. while Disney dropped down to a mere $152 billion. <laughs> A mere? A mere $100. I, I mean, if I were a stock market person, I'd be buying Disney like crazy right now. But yeah. I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, this, How is Netflix more than... Disney, isn't that, that crazy? That blows my mind. 162. Now it's market cap, so you know it's actual. Now it's not actually um, uh, company worth. Yeah, I don't know much about stock market, so you'll so have to teach me. So pretty much, well, I'm not either. But from what I gather, there's a difference between company value and then stock market, um, like how much a share is worth. Mm-hmm. So I think the shares for Netflix are higher than that of Disney, and that gives a, a market cap of like how much a company can be worth. Like you can't sell it for more than this because that's how much, you know, the actual worth, the actual shares equal up to. So I think Netflix's market cap, I, I know market cap is higher for wow, Netflix than Disney. Which is crazy. I, the reason I feel like that's a little bit off is because Netflix feels like a much bigger risk. You know, the amount of money they're throwing at projects. I mean, I know they are. They have plenty of subscribers and they're making money. Like it's. It's not like they have. It's not like their Movie Pass where yeah. their bottom line doesn't make sense. I get that they. They. But they are definitely like throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at whatever the new. Um, who was it? They just uh, Ryan Reynolds and. Uh, just announced oh, another big movie. Yeah, they threw hundreds of millions of dollars at those guys, and I'm just like, "Where's all this money coming from?" You right. know. So I just I would be more worried about the risk um, of backing Disney. Netflix. When you talk about the stock stuff, and this may be more nuanced than we even want to talk about, have they split into an inner into a the their entertainment film aspect, and then their actual no, parks. It's, no, it's overall. We're Disney. talking. It's a whole lump yeah. into one Disney. Yeah. Because I think that's how market share or stock shares work. You don't buy specific. I, I, didn't I think know. it's for a, a entire you business. Know, yeah. business. I didn't yeah. know for monopoly standpoints, like if they, yeah. if they had split at some point to keep it from being like, look, we own every property. I mean, Disney is printing money. I mean, it's if, <clears throat> think of this. I just actually tweeted this today. Uh, in the in the history of films, 
There have been eight movies that have made more than $600 million domestically. Three of them were in the last six months. Three of them were in the last six months, and they're all Disney-owned movies. Yeah. The Last Jedi, Black Panther, and Avengers Infinity War have all crossed $600 million domestically. And I think Infinity War is now the third or fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, uh, in um, worldwide, yeah, not domestically. It's still like number eight domestically, something like that. So still, you know, that's semantics. I mean, come on, <laughs> worldwide, that's even more money. You know, wow. so uh, we do have some Disney Insider in the chat, uh, and it's our friend the Curious Low who hangs out with us on the podcast every once in a while. Uh, she's a huge Disney fan. She says the only thing not included in the Disney stocks is ESPN, mm. which is so, smart because ESPN is in a really weird place right now because of. <laughs> All their cable deals and and it's it's kind of making kind of the it's kind of making them bottom up a little bit. It's kind of weird. Now yeah. don't forget, and they're laying off people left and right. Don't forget the Fox deal for Disney has not gone through Correct. yet. So Correct. I guarantee you, once they purchase Fox, um, which by the way, this is interesting. I I don't know if we've talked about this or not. Disney was not the highest bidder for Fox. Oh, no. No, it had Comcast. more to do with guarantees. Yeah, Comcast but, was the highest bidder. Yeah, Disney was able to guarantee them that even if the deal fell through, they would give them this you know crazy sum of money. Yeah. And that was what sold them on, on the deal, I think, eventually, if I'm reading correctly. Yeah. But so, but I figure once they buy Fox, uh, the, the stock Well, doesn't that cap- make now the time to buy Disney? I mean, because that deal by the looks of it, is going through. It, it, you know? it will then maybe surpass Netflix. I think it's roughly, I can't remember, it's roughly around $360 per share for Disney right Holy now. Holy Lord. <laughs> my gosh. That's like mind, mind-boggling uh, amounts of money. And that's why the budgets of, of Disney movies, whenever, or like especially the Marvel Universe stuff, it always, like I feel like you have to take then every other movie with like kind of a grain of salt because you're like, Okay, the expectation for Avengers at their what was the budget of Avengers? Two hundred fifty million, three hundred million. Oh, yeah, half a billion. Okay, so no, no, that would have made huge news headlines if it was five hundred million. No, oh, it was because uh, they filmed both movies at the same time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so Infinity like two hundred fifty each. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so then my, my, my point is then yeah. then you have these huge budgets. Then when other movies like if Solo doesn't produce to that level, people will go, "Well, see, it didn't even do as well as blah blah blah." But it's like. Hey, the expectation's got to be a little lower for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if the budget is not the same anyway. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really surprising to me that Netflix would be higher than Disney. Uh, Again, that's market cap. So I guarantee you Disney uh, is making way more money than Netflix. I, I will say there is a rumor... There's no proof, but there is a rumor that the uh, Avengers Infinity War and whatever the next one... Uh, that the budget was a billion dollars total, yikes! Uh, and so that they were like five hundred million each, um, but that's just a rumor. So you know, I don't know. We'll have to look at it. Up until then, the highest uh, budget ever for a movie was Avatar: Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger oh, Tides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four hundred million, and it so. made four bucks. <laughs> Maybe made a little more than four dollars. Forty. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> now it's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. Uh, let's get into it, guys. Let's review Solo, a Star Wars story. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? 
Young Han Solo, or Han Solo, if you're Lando, finds, uh, or Londo, uh, finds adventure <laughs> when he joins a gang of galactic smugglers, including a 196-year-old Wookiee, or Wookiee, depending on how you want to pronounce it, named Chewbacca, indebted to the gangster Dryden Voss. The crew des- devises a daring plan to travel to the mining planet Kessel to steal a batch of valuable coaxium. Lots of nice Star Wars invented words in that paragraph. Love it. Coaxium, a.k.a. hyperfuel. That's all banta fodder to me. Uh, let's do hey. it. Like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay. Andrew. I fully came, walked into this door about to say that this movie was okay. Uh-huh. Would that it were okay. <laughs> but alas, I'm going to say officially I did not like it. Did not like but it. But very close to okay. Yeah, so on the high side of didn't liked it. Yeah. Jack, what do you got? I I came into this movie with zero expectations on purpose. Same. Where I said I, I this could be bad and I'll be, you know, I'll live with it. Uh this could be great and I'll be excited about it. This is a um, 70% on a paper for me. This is, I, I turned in this exam. I think it's okay. Who knows? I just got a 70 back. So it was just okay for you. It's okay. All right. Um, from, didn't, didn't flunk or anything for me. I think we've got a nice variety of views here then. I liked it, uh, but it's on the very low side of liked it for me. There's, there are, there are a lot of problems with this movie. So that, many problems. That I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but, and I guess I'll start us off with the pros because I think this movie is really fun. I think, this movie is, uh, I, if only you could have seen Andrew's reaction and Dude, double that's, take that's to that. Beautiful. That's my, yeah, we'll wait on that one. <laughs> um, I think there are several action set pieces that work very well, that are fun to be inside, fun to experience. Um, there's a uh, uh, train heist that I think is really fun in a great, you know, very well done action scene. Um, I believe, uh, and this would kind of extend to another part of my pros, but I really believe Alden Ehrenreich is great as Han Solo. I think he's perfect in the way that he, not only, not only is it Han Solo, like I feel like it's Han Solo, but I feel like it's a different Han Solo. Like he feels more optimistic. Like, you know, he definitely has exactly how I would feel like the youth of Han Solo would be until something destroys him something you know makes him cynical um so yeah i really liked his performance uh i really had a good time uh with a lot of the the action stuff um i am one and i think this will be the turning point for a lot of people this is what i would have expected a severe reaction on i'm one that actually likes the winks and the nods like i like the little stuff that says oh this is how this happened oh this is how this happened um as a star wars fan it just kind of does something, you know? It, it brings out the kid in me, you know? Uh, where it's like, oh, I've always imagined how, you know, Han and Chewbacca met. Yes. And that's that's great. I love that, you know? So those kind of moments were really fun for me. So that's why I had fun. Well, from there were certain moments, not all moments, but certain moments of that where I was going, you know, I really wish that this movie wasn't canon for a specific reason as to how something you know, came about like you're talking about the origin of something or right. a reveal of, and we'll you know, go more into past. spoilers about specifics because they're yeah. all over this movie. And if those things annoy you, you're going to be very annoyed because right. it's all over this film. Right. Well, yeah. Well, it's a prequel movie in a sense. So what it's supposed to be doing is answering questions. You know, mm-hmm. um, going back to Alden's performance, I wasn't as up on it as you were. I felt that there were some parts of the film where I felt like he was doing an impersonation of. Oh, uh, see, I didn't pick up on that at all. In fact, I've heard people say that specifically 
they liked that he didn't do an impersonation of Harrison Ford. There were parts of it where I felt like he's he's trying to be uh, Han Solo. Interesting. Uh, not not the entire movie. I'm talking okay. about parts of the movie. Uh, over uh, for a majority, I thought he did a pretty decent job. Uh, I didn't think that he was blowing me away in any way. Mm-hmm. I think that actually. Um, uh, I was about to say Childish Gambino. <laughs> Donald Glover. I, Donald Glover actually did a, a better job as uh, Lando than Alden did as Han. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually agree with that. I, okay. th- I think, yeah, I think Donald Glover was perfect yeah. for Lando Calrissian. Oh, he was so good. Just that smooth, devonair sort of man. Because uh-huh. Billy D. Williams is the smoothest man of all time. <laughs> he really is. There's never been anybody more charismatic and confident than him. That's quite a statement. No, it's true though. He's up there for sure. Yeah, but uh, it's just maybe it's just you know from me going to my childhood. But um, I'm trying to think of pros for the movie. Well, you liked Lando. You liked I, Donald, I did Glover. Really like Donald Glover. Um, did any of the action work for you? The train sequence work for you? The train sequence was pretty good. I'm gonna have to wait till cons for me to really go into okay. why most of the movie did not work for me. What about you, Jack? What did you like? Um, <clears throat> uh, Donald Glover as Lando worked for me. I I wasn't sure, again, what to expect uh, there. I figured he would do a good job. He's a really solid actor as far as, I think, to set a tone. Like, mm-hmm. you say, hey, he can figure out what the tone of a character is supposed to be. He does right. a good job of that. Um uh, what's the guy's solo? What, Aldr- what's yeah. Alden, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, you're I almost good. said Alden, Aldenreich, Aronson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Aldenreich, Close, Aaron, Aaron Aldenreich. Yeah. Alden, Aaron Reich. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa Jack over here. Um, can't get names right. Oh, Alden, uh, I thought he did a, again, maybe that's why I'm giving it that C kind of rating. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's kind of the, he's tasked with a very tough gig. Okay, you've got to try to, you got to be the guy, the next guy in the boat to try to re- and I'm not saying replace, but try to at least mimic or re- reproduce the magic that Harrison Ford brought to that character. That's a tall order. Like that. That's a. Uh, it is. You want to be the guy that follows the guy. You well, want to be. You want to be the next Joker <laughs> after Jared Leto. You don't want to be right. Yeah. No, I. And that's why I think it was so smart not to do an impersonation. And if I had felt any impersonating, which I didn't, like you did, yeah, even yeah. in those occasions. If I had felt that, I would have felt that was a mistake because right. you just can't be here. It, it didn't Ford. ruin the movie for me, yeah. but you know what I'm saying in any in any way. And I thought uh, my wife watched the movie with me, and she she thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, like I she, loved it. She was pretty pleased with how he how he. I thought uh, he was they, so likable and talk, so right. fun. And um, I I anticipated maybe out of him more of a cardboard response to some things, and I didn't. Uh, he had some glimmers of a little smirk, a little bit of. Uh, snark yeah but him. it was an optimistic smirk right. which was so right. now, interesting now you're hitting it hard there like and i agree with that <clears throat> well i'm sure we'll talk about, about more in the spoilers but uh he uh you you really want to see the thing that's going to cause him to be like he is a i don't want to say broken but he's a very jaded individual uh whenever uh whenever we first see him in new hope certainly like, cynical yeah i he, i think for me and um I guess we can go into negatives with this, and I don't think this is a spoiler to say. I apologize if you feel like it is, but uh, we don't see him find that cynicism in this movie. No, and 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 I think the I think movie the seeds could be planted. The for that. seeds were planted, sure. Yeah, but I think this movie is a hundred percent stronger if it is the movie that shows us that whole arc of Han Solo. It seemed to me like this movie was a teaser for 
things to come yeah. instead of just being the movie that we expected it to be. Right. And going back to just, uh, I want to touch on a couple things before I get into cons. Um, Con! uh, cons. Cons. Uh, one thing. me. Well, uh, something that I did want to mention is something that Star Wars seems to always, you know, impress me with, and this film is certainly no exception to this, is how diverse the set pieces are, and yet how smooth the transitions from one to another feel. Sure. Like, I never feel like going from one extreme to another is too overbearing. Yeah, it's not jarring in any way. Exactly, and the... uh, the variety that we see in this movie is really compelling and beautiful in a way for as, you know, so dirty as some of the places are, there's still beauty yeah. in how, you know, barbaric yet, you know, unique everything is. Yeah. From the, from the grime of war yeah. to the mountainous train yeah. to, yeah, to space. I, yeah, I totally agree. And to tag off that thought, um, if you compare big, huge budget movies, uh, and this is a, a really weird stretch, I'm not saying that to compare these two, but if you compare like how Justice League was filmed and it's all on a set, like you look at it, it's this dark, mm-hmm. it's obviously some weird soundstage scenario. These are real, like like you watch this movie back and you think about it in your mind, like it's not in a studio. It feels it's, like it's in a space, yeah. It is. Well, in the, um, the, the any, spoiler here, desert type stuff, or anything that's done outdoors, mm-hmm. it's outdoors. Yeah. There's wind, it's outdoors. Like it doesn't, and I love sure. that. Like I think that as a, uh, if Ron Howard has, is if he was behind that, or the two Lego guys that were initially on this movie, yeah. um, whoever had that idea, it's a Star Wars thing to do that, because Star Wars has always sort of done that, to use real, like real life uh, settings. And I think that's, that's key to making it look good. It's kind of dangerous. I mean, you get in the water, yeah. water world scenario. And it does where, look good. This movie yeah. does look really good. Yeah. 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 Uh, visually. All, all the way through. For very sure. appealing visually. Um, can, all right. Yeah. Get, get us into some cons, Andrew. Okay. So I have two major cons with this movie, and they tie into each other. So sure. I'm just going to wrap it up into one big con. Um, since this movie is a prequel, there are no stakes in this movie whatsoever. And it makes the movie boring for the simple fact that. All the characters that I care about, nothing is going to happen to them. Sure. Because, you know, they, I know the outcome for them, you know, in successing movies. And because of that, all the characters that are introduced in this movie, I felt no desire to care for them. Mm-hmm. And also, I didn't think some of the performances worked. So the people who I knew were going to be okay, the people that I already loved... You know, uh, I didn't, you know, feel any sense of danger for them. And all the new people introduced into this movie, I didn't care about. I didn't care about any of them, really. They're I think, boring. I, I, and I don't know that... I, here's the thing. They're boring because we're not given enough about them. We don't yeah. understand. So there's... Because the only way to create stakes, like you're saying in a prequel... Because stakes don't have to be about life or death, right? They don't have to be life or death stakes. Uh, you could have stakes for, for instance, Han's relationship. Like that could be the stakes of the movie or another character that we haven't met that we really like and we really care for and we want to know, you know, what's going to happen to them. And this movie doesn't offer it. It's like no. it has no interest in really giving us anything that's going to connect us solidly to anybody outside people we already know. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's that was really frustrating to me because you're right. I was bored through some of this movie and I think it it specifically has to do with I wasn't connected enough to motivations to where these who these characters wanted to be, where they wanted to go, why that was important. Um and at the end of the day, the only people I'm connected to are characters I was already yeah, connected the, to. Exactly. And, and you're not uh their survival, you you know that between Lando and Han and Chewie, you know the end. You know the end of their story, uh, and then the others with, weren't necessarily fleshed out enough to, to make exactly. you convinced. Convince. Yeah, I'm totally now, with now, you. So, there, on that. there are some intriguing characters. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character that he plays, uh, Beckett. I thought he did okay. Like I thought he. Well, was okay. I like. There's a difference between, for me, performances and actual characters. Exactly. Okay. Because performances in Is this it, movie. All around were pretty decent. Amelia Clark was fine. Is it Woody, yeah. Har- Woody Harrelson, is it Woody Harrelson just playing a Star Wars character for you? Then <laughs> no, no. I thought that is his that? character was bad, but his performance was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. it's okay. like, right. it's it's sloppy writing as opposed to performances. T- Tobias Beckett has a relationship in this movie, and we'll and we'll talk about it more in spoilers, right? But there wasn't such a waste. Such a waste, yeah. Because there wasn't enough given to us about why that is so meaningful to yeah, us. I okay. think they tried to to scratch at it, but it just it wasn't. Well, him and uh, Val, who is played by Tandy Newton, Newton. Tandy yeah. Newton, yeah. That that that, and I won't spoil that. But those that relationship, it's moments is tried, like I think that. They try to use that to bridge that relationship. Yeah, it's moments like that that you go pointless. There was no point to that other than to. Were you trying to let me know he's human, like he has emotion? Because if that's what you're trying to do, it well, failed. Yeah, you completely failed. That's not what the idea I got at all. I didn't. I didn't feel. Well, let's wait till spoilers to yeah, go down that yeah. tra- go down that train track, so to speak. But um, so yeah, train, so, train track. That's that was very purposeful, Jack. I'm <laughs> monorail, glad you caught that. monorail track. <laughs> um, so yes, I totally agree with you. There was a lack of character connection. I also think there's a lack of story connection that happens in this movie. Yeah. This is a very A to B story. Uh, there isn't a lot of depth or nuance to the themes in this movie. Um, and because of that, it just feels like oatmeal. You know, it just feels just like, well, that, uh, I, I, you know, add some brown sugar, add some honey, add yeah. something. It's we just plain oatmeal. We could throw there. Yeah. There's something that Star Wars as a whole, even the prequels to a point, not all of them, but to a point, they have that you could say for every single one of them that I think this movie utterly fails on, and that's rewatchability. Would you ever want to rewatch this movie? Yes. I would never want to see this Just movie. Just for the action scenes. Maybe. Yeah. I am so underwhelmed by the action in this movie. I can yeah, see I wasn't. I really it. enjoyed the action. I, I can oh, see watching yeah. it again to see if I missed some, you know what I'm saying? If I miss something. Yeah. Maybe Boba Fett. Is, There's some stuff that happens is, to the end that you know, I kind of want to see again yeah. and see character uh, moments, you know, reactions to different things, kind of see what I missed. Um, but no, not a lot. I'm, I'm with you. There's not a lot. It's just there is some stuff. There are some reasons I will actually rewatch this. No, it was a one and done for me. And I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is uh, I saw a Star Wars movie that I did not want to see again. Even The Last Jedi, which you know I didn't like. I rewatched again to see, you know, mm-hmm. okay, did I really? Because I did want to see it again because I'm like, well, maybe, you know, I missed mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I still don't like it. Right. But, <laughs> no, I, 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 I still, love it though. I was, I, I was ready for you to be like, and then I watched it and no, it's, so, it's so much better no, than I, I remember. I still don't like no, The Last still, Jedi. Still horrible. 
Yeah, it's not horrible, but I, I, I don't like it. Um, and that's because it's just such a different movie than what I expected. Sure. And then watching wanted, it again or wanted. Yeah, yeah. you want. I wanted something different in that movie. Like, yeah. Uh, but there's parts of that movie that I could say I will watch that movie again and again specifically for that. And that's, you know, talking about the Kylo Ren fighting off, you know, yeah. the guards, you know, with uh, uh, what's her name? Or the Holdo maneuver. Yeah. Or, you know, they're just those moments in that movie. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, this movie, Haunt, or the Solo, didn't have a single one that I was like, I got to see that part again. And there were going into this movie, you know, I had very low expectations, but there were scenes in this so movie. Low. So low expectations. Yeah, I had so low expectations. <laughs> so but, there, low. but going into this, there's like, okay, there's a part in this movie that I have to see. Because I know that it's going to be in this movie. And whenever, the, you know, those scenes finally came around, I'm like, that's it. Yeah. That's really what I've waited so long there's- to see. And I was so disappointed. But why were no, why were expectations so why were expectations so low? Uh, because it's hyped up from generations of yeah. character building, and the fact that the final reveal on what you know, I, I, I'm trying not to give away, but I think I'm doing a poor job <laughs> of you know what I'm talking about. Well, what, like when Yoda shows up in this one, yeah, yeah I know. When Yoda yeah. shows up. I'm like, what are you doing? Dude? Right, exactly. Yeah. I think expectations were low on this because of the div- the divisiveness of Last Jedi. Okay. I think that has put a damper. I think there is a creeping Star Wars fatigue with some people. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew among them. I don't have it yet. Like, bring me Star Wars every month I've been if you wanting, want. So, like, I've been wanting Star Wars for so long that don't, now I I know. I'm still good with this. I am too. I, like, yeah. I'm at the buffet. I'm, yeah. like, stuffing my yeah, face. Exactly. I, I still, you know, every single time I sit down in a theater, I'm like, oh, I'm about to see a Star Wars movie. But it's the build up to it. I'm like, uh and I think uh, Barrett said this on the last podcast. It's Star Wars news more than the actual films themselves. That are creating fatigue? Yeah, it's the all this Star Wars you know, headlines and stuff coming out that I'm like, ugh. But I'll tell you this. Um, I don't know that that's true across the board because I think there are... I think it is also that this isn't, at least for me, this isn't the story I wanted them to tell. Like, I wasn't necessarily as curious about Han Solo origin story as I am about this completely unknown trilogy that Ryan Johnson is going to make like that. I'm excited for like, you know, going into that, my expectations will be high And but well, that's because I'm the one in the room who also liked last Jedi. And, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think there's a difference between um, something like this or even Boba Fett, you know, which kind of bridges the two because Boba Fett is obviously a character we don't know. That got announced. Yeah, uh, right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. they announced that. That was almost a do we care. Uh, James Mangold, right? James Mangold is going to Who direct. did Logan. Right. Is okay, doing that'll Boba be Fett. good. That'd be yeah. gritty then. Yeah. At, at the end of the Boba Fett movie, he's going to turn his blaster so that you know, it looks yeah. like a cross. It, so he's going to turn it. He's going to bend it and it's going to be a B. <laughs> it's amazing. Or an F. No, it's going to be an F. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about Less Jedi? I'm curious. I don't know if we hit on that. I um, you wanted it to be a different movie, right? I was disappointed. Yeah, big, okay. bigly, bigly disappointed <laughs> because of just because the expectation was high, and I would have I the things they did where I I am okay. I am 100 percent okay if the Skywalkers are the only family that is that in tune with the Force. I'm okay with. I would have been okay if Ray would have been Obi Wan's granddaughter. I would have been. Okay with that, but instead it's like, nope, anybody can be this, blah blah blah, and you're just like, no, we, it's okay to be a little exclusive. 
it's a stinking movie. We don't have to. We don't have to like just be like everybody gets a high five and we get stickers. And <laughs> thumbs up, every no. Make it a make it mean something. Like if it's a little exclusive, it's okay. Like it's okay. Here, here's you don't what all I all need to get a freaking award. I think this is or the why I was not all up on Ray not being quote unquote a Skywalker or anything like that is because from Phantom Menace up until uh, even the Last Jedi, it has been the Skywalker story. Mm-hmm. And now that Luke and all of them are gone, you know. It's not a Skywalker story anymore. They're not all gone yet. Leia's still around. And Luke will come back as something. But she is. In the movie, she is. You and, understand? And, and she won't and obviously she and, won't be in the next movie, yeah. but but I'm just and saying And Luke is still in the Soul Gym, <laughs> so it's fine. Well in, in the soul. <laughs> Wait, sorry, wrong wrong Disney. Wrong Disney, sorry. Um but no, I can see how they say these are the Skywalker stories because I think originally I, I think the plan was the first movie. Uh, to be Han's movie, the second movie to be Luke's movie, and the third movie to be Leia's movie. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I I think that was the plan, and obviously, real life unfortunate uh, yeah. events have have yeah. kind of impacted they that. They can't but, predict that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and it's exactly. an, it's terribly heartbreaking and unfortunate. But uh, but but you know what I'm saying? It's not the continuation of the Skywalker story. Also, as mentioned in the chat, Kylo Ren, Kylo, technically is te- from that line, yeah. But, so you know, which you know, I know he is a, a Skywalker, but he's technically by name a Solo, right? Yeah, yeah. And you've always wanted the Skywalkers, even with Vader, he got his redemption story. So hopefully, well, I don't want to spend a ton of time rehashing Last Jedi. It's obviously a very divisive thing. Yeah, I, 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 rem- I this is mo- all I will say. I remain yeah. convinced it's mm-hmm. a genius per- piece of work. It gets better every time I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think have, how many how long how many times have you seen it? four now? Wow, four, wow, okay. Um, and I I need to probably go back and look and well, watch it a little but, bit more. But I, mean, I, I am basing that on the things that I love about movies. The yeah. thematic work in this movie oh, is awesome. genius. I agree. I mean, it I is agree. it is brilliant in a way that a lot of movies aren't. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of critics attach themselves to the Last Jedi as their Star Wars movie. Yeah, because he's doing this brilliant writing work, and by I mean story work actually is what I mean. Right. Um. So. So yeah, and that's what I love about it. And I get all the nitpicks. I get all the things that don't make sense. Yeah. Um, I just don't care about those as much because of how much I love what it's trying to do philosophically. Mm. But bringing um, it back, bringing yeah. it back now, as much as we've talked about The Last Jedi, I could see myself seeing it again. Right, yeah, exactly. Because there are those elements to it. As controversial as that movie is, I still find parts of the movie I love. Whereas when I look at Solo... I see no redemptive qualities that would bring me back. I think that's a I think that's a fair point. Um, and the reasons I would want to watch it again are not nearly as strong as the reasons I want to watch Last Jedi again, gotcha. or even A New Hope again, right. or Empire. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I I think you're making a very valid point there. Um, what else didn't you guys like? I I um as far as not likes, I mean I the. His background story could have been flushed out a little bit longer or more, maybe. Like, and I feel like you're they're they're trying to character develop on the fly, and there's just not enough time to flush out the his little. I feel of the like universe. they. I feel like they skipped over. Maybe we can talk more about this in spoilers. I think they skipped over what might have been one of the most interesting parts of the Han Solo story. So this is what I'll say, and it might be touching on what you're saying here. Um, there's a reveal in this movie that initially I was so excited for. 
I was so stoked. And then the more I thought about it, I was thinking to myself, why didn't they make that the movie? Mm -hmm. That could have been tied in so, you know, just make that like something nobody saw coming. And then you make that the, the movie. It would have totally changed my mind about this. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i excited to talk spoilers. Maybe we'll wrap this up and we'll come back uh, during the spoiler cast, which is obviously another episode of Civ Pop <gasps> in the feed after this uh, that you guys can check out. I, the one other thing, I guess, well, I guess we could do one more thing in case you've got one more thing you want to say in the non-spoilers. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, my one more thing is... I think they have an interesting task making movies about Han Solo before the original movies because he says in the original movies that he doesn't believe in the Force. He's never seen anything like that, you know. And so you have to avoid all of that Star Warsy stuff right. whenever he's around because he cannot have any knowledge of it. Like, he can't have seen it for himself until A New Hope, you know. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting, and I think for that, it adds a little bit of a difficulty level to a movie about Han Solo, and it's also in Star Wars, um, which is why you make it kind of a, a Western slash heist movie like they did. So right. um, so I thought that was cool. You guys have one more thing? Uh, again, the I said this one more thing for me is just the sets and everything else. They, it, they did a great job, and I don't know if that was a Ron Howard thing or the two. What are the two brothers that do the Legos? Is that uh, f- f- uh, Lord and Miller. Yeah. Okay. Those two cats. Um I'm not sure between those two who whose whose real tone was set. This is this is a Ron Howard movie. By like, all but, accounts, this it, 70 70 yeah. percent new footage was shot. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Okay. Well, so yeah. So this, that's a Ron Howard. It's, this is a Ron Howard film. I like that part of it. Like that's my one more thing. It's just that 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 set stuff's awesome. What about you? I'm Andrew? still glad that the new Star Wars are implementing the practical effects. Oh, I good. really yeah, am. Yeah. I it, as cool. for some of it doesn't work in this movie. Like some of I there was. I'll wait till spoilers to talk about, but one part of practical effect made me pretty upset. Was it the quote unquote cantina scene for this movie? <laughs> like no. the band? Okay. No. I actually liked that. I don't know about the practical effects in it, but I, I liked the music in it. It felt yeah. very alien to me, which, yeah. you know. No, yeah. It, there's, the, like I said, there's practical effects in this movie. I'm like, wow. Unabashed yeah. practical effects. Yeah. HR Puffin stuff level practical. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's it. All right. Let's move on to our sift sort, fellas. Uh, we are going to adjust the sift sort we did for the Star Wars movie back in December of 2016. Uh, Andrew, that was you, me, and Jareth did that sift sort. So we need to add two movies. To so this. we need to add two movies to this. Wow. Uh, we have a list of eight. So we're, we are going to be a little bit talking about Last Jedi. That's going to be very interesting. I remember when we did Last Jedi, we decided not to do a re-sift sort because of how divided we were on Last Jedi. Yeah. We didn't know that we'd ever be able to get there. <laughs> uh, but with three of us in here, maybe yep. we'll be able to find somewhere for it in the list. Okay. Um, but uh, just as a matter of record, we are not using uh, Battle of Endor, what? Christmas Special, Cl- uh, the Clone Wars movie. Those are obviously at the top. Yeah. yeah those, uh, well, They're oh, all tied I'm, for okay. first, right. Yeah. You know, right at the top. Yeah. Uh, we're just going with the 10... Uh, those 10 movies. The Clone Wars movie is the only one I would give a little consideration to including in there, but I don't think it has the same level. They're animated. I don't think it has the same level of recognition as the other 10 movies do, and so we're just keeping it with those 10 movies yeah. um, for the list. Would you mind going from number one down? Yeah, number one down as we had it in Because uh, I'm going to type it up as I hear it. Uh, from number one down, we had, at number one, Empire Strikes Back. Yep. At number two, we had Rogue One. 
What? At number, uh-huh. What? We loved Rogue One. You should go back and listen to that review. Yeah, but number two. I know. We loved it. Uh, and you know what? I, I meant to mention, Rogue One does so much better at informing the, you know, the movies that come after it than Solo does, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, Rogue One, we had at number two. The Force Awakens, we had at number three. Wow. A New Hope, we had at number four. Return of the Jedi at number five. Revenge of the Sith at number six. Phantom Menace at seven. And Attack of the Clones at number eight. Uh, uh, okay, so after Revenge, what was it? Uh, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, and Attack of the Clones at number eight. So here are the rules for adjusting a Sith sort. Yeah, this is definitely not my list. But um, okay. Well, it's our list, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so here are the rules for adjusting a Sith sort. Number one, we go to challenges. If there's any placement of any movie uh, that somebody wants to challenge, mm-hmm. uh, you can challenge it. But it needs the other two, one of the other two, to agree to replace it before we move it. Challenge! Um, so after we do challenges, then we'll do the additions and figure out where to slot them. So we'll get these eight the way we want them now, and then we'll add the other two. So, Andrew, Challenging challenge away. Rogue One. Way too high. Uh, I accept that challenge, Jack. Uh, accepted. Yeah, I think I think we need to adjust Rogue One from the I, euphoria of having just seen it. May I seeing Darth Vader? May I do a suggestion? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Below, now, right below A New Hope, right above Return of the Jedi. Uh, I am totally fine with that. Hit, that's actually hit, 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 go back to the list. That's then. exactly go, where go I back, would put it. Where Where would it be then? Hit it. It would be number four. Because I know... Or no, number five. Cause, be, no, 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 number four. Yeah, yeah, number four. Personally, I like Return of the Jedi more, but I know you guys don't. So that's my compromise. Correct. Yeah, I think uh, I think number four No, works. I like Return more than I like Rogue One. Um, I, I, think, I think it... Well, but see, the problem is... Uh, you have it... Or we're putting it after New Hope? So we're saying New Hope is better than Rogue One? Yeah. Hmm... Because mm-hmm. I know you, for I still you, really a new like hope. Rogue One. Is Empire still? I mean, it's top. But yeah, for Empire's you, still. I thought a new hope was your favorite. Yeah, I had New Hope at, at uh, number one or two. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I think I do. New Hope is my favorite. Um, uh, I like it at number four. <laughs> I don't like it after Return of the <laughs> Jedi. Chewbacca. I think did. I think Rogue One is better than Return of the Jedi. Okay. Fairly strongly. I like that suggestion. Okay. So so then is he still four? Is Rogue One still four? Or yeah. Is, are we saying it's three now? Okay. I think my list is as actually succinct right now. All right, so I'm moving Rogue One to number four, which makes Force Awakens number two. Which I have another challenge. Well, all right, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, New Hope at number three, and then Rogue One at number four. All right, Andrew would like to challenge again. Andrew, what are you challenging? Swap New Hope and Force Awakens. Make New Hope number two. You know, I'm fine with that since I like New Hope so much. Um, so, Jack, what do you think about that? You want to hear my list? <laughs> sure, Jack. What's your list? Uh, Empire, number one. Yeah. I've got New Hope, number two. Okay, well, then so I think you're off for that. Uh, Return of the Jedi, number three for me. Okay. Uh, then Rogue One. Uh, then Force Awakens. Wow. Okay. Then, then Revenge of the Sith. And then, remember for this one? I'm not going to I'm gonna say that. Stop talking, Jack. Attack of the Clones, and then Phantom Menace. So. Yeah. A Phantom, a Judge I think. So. Wait, you have Phantom Menace at the very bottom. Oh yeah. Mm, not me. Mm, it's like no, I, you originally uh, oh, you were Eddie. pushing. I think originally to have Phantom Menace up more towards the middle. I think. Ugh. Yeah. Solely for the fact that that Darth Maul Qui Gon uh, Obi Wan okay. fight is the best it lightsaber is. fight in it is. any it movie. It doesn't make the movie better. Like well, I mean, it's, it kind of sways it, me a little it bit does, here. Yeah. Uh, but but 
for me, as little little Annie and Jar Jar combined their forces, throw that fight into that laser pit. Also, into the bottom of also the fact I really enjoyed pod racing. I thought that now, scene okay. was pretty fun. The concept of pod racing and the video game, the arcade the po- game, the you know what I'm talking game. about? The video yeah. game is amazing. Awesome. Yeah, the video game. <laughs> video and so that really almost fun. makes you feel this wasn't so bad, but then you're like, oh yeah, Jake Jake Lloyd is an actor. So and he's a kid actor. I'm sorry, children. Sorry. So <laughs> this is my um, uh, recommendation for the list as what I think it should be before we add. I think it should be Empire. New Hope, yep. Force Awakens, yep. Rogue One, yep. Return, Revenge, Phantom, Attack. Yep, that's what I have. Okay, I have I have no challenges on that. Circle gets no square. challenges. Final, gets that's my final challenge. Okay, you challenge the only two I would have challenged, yeah. and I may have I may not have even challenged Force Awakens over New Hope, um, but uh, because I really love Force Awakens, I'm I, I think that's a great movie. But no, I think this is right. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I like it. All right, let's talk about where to add these in. We'll go in order. This is the big one. Um, do we just throw it right in the middle? <laughs> I'm going to have to fight uphill on this one. Uh, but the last Jedi, uh, where do we want to slot it? I am going to fight tooth and nail to have it below Return of the Jedi. Okay. Jack, what do you think? Oh, I, it has to be below Return of the Jedi. Uh, but it's hey, But for me, it's better than... For me, That's it's so hard, for, guys. For me, it's better than Attack of the Clones, and it's better than Phantom Menace. Because you know me, Return of the Jedi is my second favorite. Yeah, no, no, Star I know. Wars. No, I know, I know. I, I no, I I understand. I get it. It just it hurts that it's going to be number six. I've because I sacrificed having New Hope as high. Because right. for me, New Hope is in the middle. Right. So I did you a favor by putting it at number two. <laughs> Um, well, you suggested it was better than Force Awakens. Do you still? I mean, do you feel like New Hope is better than Force Awakens? You no. would just you. So why did you challenge that? Why didn't you let me challenge that? Then? I was appeasing you <laughs> so oh, that you could so let nice. me have this. See, I th- oh, I'm, the strategy. I'm a chess player. I play. I play a couple moves ahead. Yeah. Uh, I I am not going to win this. Uh, so we're going to have to do. Um, we'll have to do Last Jedi at number six. Okay. That hurts. Good job, buddy. That hurts. Okay. Just so you guys know, uh, it is uh, number two for me now. Uh, New Hope, Last Jedi, wow. and Empire. Yeah. Now, and then and, Force and Awakens. Let me Whoa, put this in context. Oh, you have Last Jedi above Empire? But let, yeah. Let me put this in context. Whoa. In the live chat, there's people that have said that, you know, like your uh, The Last Jedi and The Force is not mutually exclusive. I get that. I understand that. And I, I'm, here's what I'm saying. In the context of Star Wars movies, Star Wars movies are still well above Many, many other other things I could watch. Oh, sure, sure. So, so if you put it at number two, it's not a, that you know. It's still on the list of a bunch of great movies in my mind. You know, I did get some feedback. By the way, I wanted to mention this to you, Andrew. Uh, that that there is some desire for us to do a sift sort for Marvel movies and actually come to an agreement between the two of us. <laughs> that would be an entire. <laughs> I think podcast. you. Yeah, but it I would think be a you full guys episode. should. I think you guys should do a whole show. Well, that's, Marvel movies. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It would be a whole episode for us to is, sift sort what, the Marvel What's coming movies. out next week? Is Jurassic World next week? A drift. A drift, drift is a drift. I think is what it's called next week. Do you so. want to do it next week? Um, <laughs> a Tokyo Adrift. Because do you really want to do a? <laughs> dr- there was really some Star Wars a- Tokyo Drift in this movie <laughs> no, at the was, beginning. Do you really want to do a drift next week, or do you want to do a? St- Let's let the. Do you want to let the chat decide? I was thinking we'd do it when when Ant Man and the Wasp came out. You know, around mm. there. Uh, so that we could include that one, um, but I, you know, let's let's talk. We'll talk about it after the after the pod and decide. We may do okay. it next week. We may. Okay. Uh, 
anyways, all right. So we've got nine listed now with the Last Jedi. Uh, just uh, painfully low, but I I know See, the you I know think the room I'm you in. Should pl- you should play the here's, game, man. Here's, so it went number. It's number six, but yeah, you think it's number two. I do. Um, but you know, uh, Andrew thinks Return of the Jedi is number two, and yeah. it's number five on the list. Yeah. So um, I know the room I'm in. I what I what I put my faith in is that. When we do a sift sort twenty years from now, <laughs> yeah, 20 years. everybody will have it moved up. I'm trying to think. Wasn't Empire like loathed? Yeah, it was. When it came, the out. fans hated Empire when it came out because it ended the way it didn't end on a positive yeah. note. Yeah. Which for me, whenever I first saw it, whenever I was five or six, was the first time I'd ever seen a movie that ended on a down note where the bad guys won. Yeah. And for some reason, when when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, I liked it. So that's why it's number one for me. That's why even uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, I I, yeah. I liked the ending because mm-hmm. I was like, this is good. Like this is no, I this too. is good storytelling to set it up. Yeah. you know, to set it up for the next thing. So, all right, um, the final edition solo. Um, this one won't be as tough. I believe we were all kind of in the same place on it. Uh, I would say it has to be. I, it has to be seven, right? Has to. Be, for, I, there's no way I'm putting Solo above the Last Jedi. You guys didn't like it no, either. No. So unless you want to place it below any of the prequels, um, uh, and I, I would. I put it below in my. I put it below Revenge of the Sith. I think Revenge nah. of the Sith is pretty good. I uh, would Revenge put, of the Sith isn't pretty good. It I has would, some darkness to it that is interesting. I would put it at uh, for if it was me. If it was me, yeah, if it's just you, I would put it as a seven, so right above Attack and right below Phantom Menace. Um, you mean nine then? <laughs> nine, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's the only movie so you're that's worse Atta- is Attack of the Clones. You're saying yeah. Attack, which, by the way, I'm thinking of Attack of the Clones right now. I can't remember <laughs> anything from that movie. It's like, so bad. I've seen it twice. I remember seeing it twice, but I don't. The terrible Yoda. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and then there was the gladiatorial arena with the monsters. Okay. But even then. Yeah. It's just a terrible movie. That's weird. But I would put I would put Phantom Menace above. Uh so and Revenge of the Sith. Or did you not like Revenge of the Sith? I can't remember. I think we I think Revenge of the Sith is the uh, I would have for me are you talking about me, me personally yeah, you or personally. on the list? You personally. Uh, I have uh, Phantom Menace as the best of the prequels. Right. And then Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think I need it to be after Last Jedi. After after having Last Jedi taken down so low, I just can't see so Solo low. being above being below any of the prequels. Um, it's a fun movie. It's, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You okay with that, Jack? Yeah, I'm okay with that. So right. right after just, Last I, Jedi, I love lists because of how varying and the reasons that they're well, and that's why we started doing fun. the Sif sort because oh, it's really yeah. interesting to see people have to come to agreement on stuff they disagree about yeah. and how that works. And hopefully from my heart, hopefully this is a, an example to the world of how you can believe differently and still come together Which and love each other. Very <laughs> important right now. Like it's huge. Right. Um, on our show we've done, I've had a guest on and then Phil, the guest and my, and myself will do three separate lists, but then never <laughs> merge the lists. But then it ends up being this long conversation where you're just like, okay, long listing. We're just listing things now. We're like Reddit. Would you mind me reading off the list? Read as it, it off. Stands this now? is the new official Sift Pop Sift sort of the Star Wars movies. Starting from the bottom, moving up to the top. The worst Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. followed by 
the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Revenge yes, of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Then Solo, a Star Wars story. Fine with that. Then the Last Jedi. Oh, so painful. Makes me smile. It's inter- <laughs> just interesting. Then we have Return of the Jedi. Oh, having that above Last Jedi it makes me feel good. So good. <laughs> then Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Then Force Awakens. Then A New Hope. And then the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, easily, Empire Strikes Back. There you go. There's the official Sif Sort Star Wars, the new list. And uh, I don't mind if we revisit this every Good. time a new Star Wars movie comes out. So this may become a, <laughs> as a tradition. As, as, as long as people like it. If you enjoy it, let us know. If you'd rather we not readjust it, then... I am loving the divisiveness in the chat with having Last Jedi that low. <laughs> Dr- well, you me, knew it would be. Give me your tears to drink, chat. <laughs> <laughs> I drink your tear shakes. Yes. Mm. Mm, the salt. <laughs> it's from the planet. Yeah. It's turning the ground red. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about I know. That. But it's a, I know. That was a great tag. That was a good, uh, was a right. good call right there. Yeah, Way to make welcome. it relevant. It's yeah. making the soil bleed. Before we move on to uh, the rest of the show, I do want to remind you this is a fan-funded podcast network. So Studio DNA Podcast Network provides several kinds of shows, including the Horrible Movie Podcast, which is on the network, uh, as well as Sif Pop and some other shows. Uh, You can check all that out at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Studio DNA. You support it $3 a month, and you get your own dedicated podcast feed that not only has every episode of the podcasts that are on the network, but also bonus episodes. For instance, in the bonus episode for uh, this week, uh, we chatted a little about uh, Ron Howard and how we felt about Ron Howard movies in general, kind of went over his filmography a little bit. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash studio DNA. And thank you so much for your support in keeping podcasts just like this one uh, strong. All right, let's do a best ever challenge. Let's go with O movies, movies that end in the letter O. O, O, O. That was like the new kid's letter. They did that, and then they did... Uh, the o- right stuff. They did O, 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 and they also did uh, O-E. No, wait, what was it? It was... Uh, anyways. Oh, no, no. oh, I know. Wait. Yeah. What was the other new kid's song? That's hanging tough. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right, uh, let's talk about best ever O movies from number three to, <laughs> to number one. I had to do the da, 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 to get there. To get there. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, we'll do some honorable mentions at the end, but let's go number three to number one. If somebody mentions something you have higher, feel free to, free to trump it so we can talk about it uh, when we have it at our highest point on the list. Uh, I can go first do it. this week. My number three is Hugo. Very good. I love Hugo. Uh, this, I think, is an underrated Scorsese film. Uh, when it is a film that deserves the big screen in 3D, because Scorsese specifically designed this movie for some incredible 3D imagery and also some 3D thematic stuff as well. Like how the 3D is used is tied directly into the message of this movie about how technology progresses and how it's like magic and. And all those kind of things. It's a beautiful movie. Um, it's great performances. Uh, it is, I think, an underrated gem. So I have it at number three for Hugo. Number three, uh, Coco. Coco. Nicely done. Uh, Coco, uh, pretty pretty solid uh, property there. Yeah. Uh, not the greatest, 
But it does fit into this category. Yes, it does. Coco. I, uh, Coco is so great. It is one of my favorite films. It did not make my top three. It was in my honorable mentions. Um, if I didn't have three films that ended in O that are absolute that I absolutely adore, uh, it it would have been up there. I'm surprised it wasn't. An, uh, oh, it's I so was, good. It's I so was good. expecting a Trump from you. <laughs> I know you looked at me. I was like, no, no, just in my honorable mentions. And I was like, Ugh. I did the dog. When you hear my my top two, I think you'll understand. But uh, I think yeah. you and I have the same top two. It's probably true. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what's your number three? American Psycho. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't have that uh, one. I, actually, I didn't either. I will. Oh, I thought you were going to trump me right no, there. No, because, no, no, because I, I didn't even think about American. No, Psycho. I didn't. I didn't have that one either. But I didn't. I don't like that one as much as a lot of people do. Oh, so. it's in my I mean, top. It's an incredible I like Christian Bale. Yeah, top it's an incredible performance. Movies of all time for me. Actually, uh, all three of mine are top one hundred movies. Yeah, my top two are. Um, man, none Pat- of mine are. Patrick Bateman. <laughs> That whole movie is just twisty, and it's crazy. The last 10 minutes of that movie where he just goes off... He goes off the wall the entire movie, but where he just goes complete psycho in that last 10 minutes, starting with the cat and just going from there, and just how... (laughs) Insert cat into ATM. Insert stray cat (laughs) into that ATM. (laughs) And when he gets in the... uh, what what are, what are the the roundabout doors? The revolving door. He uh-huh. gets in the revolving door to shoot people. It the movie is it's called American Psycho for good reason. Yeah, and his obsession with Phil Collins while having intercourse. And uh, uh, do you remember Jared Leto being in that movie? No, I I watched it the other day whenever I made this list, and I'm like, oh yeah, Jared Leto's in that movie. He's the guy he kills with the axe while he's wearing the raincoat. He could be on this list if he was a movie. Jared Leto. 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 And he's yeah. on, uh, not, not an old movie, but uh, Jared Leto also is in Fight Club, and you always forget about Jared Leto being in Fight Club. Yeah, he's the guy he beats within an inch of his he's life. He's too pretty. You mean Fight Club-O? That's my number one. Fight Club-O. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to do that with so many movies. I was going to just put an O at the end I have, of it. At number one, I have Singing in the rain mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. <laughs> exactly. I like that. Yeah. All, All right, right, number two. Number two is Psycho for me. Oh, okay, we do have different number twos. Uh, I should have known. I thought that was going to be... Oh, no, because you and I have the same number one. Uh, Psycho is obviously a Hitchcock film. Uh, it is so brilliant for so many reasons in the moment that are forgotten, which is he pulled an incredible fast one on the audience. The movie star in the movie is murdered in the first 30 minutes of the movie. People... It, it panicked people. They had no idea what was going on. They couldn't understand re, 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 uh, re, what happened. Re. And so it adds something to, you know, after the shower scene, after the shower murder, that it's hard to replicate, you know, and kind of when you watch it now, because you're kind of seeing all these actors who you pretty much know the same. You know, it's not like, um, uh, and in fact, uh, um, I'm forgetting his name, who played uh, Norman Bates. Um, but, you know, people back then didn't really know who he was, but we know him from playing Norman Bates now. It's the uh, only thing he did. Yeah, Anthony Perkins. Um, so anyways, uh, it's it's brilliant on so many levels. Shot in black and white when it didn't have to be so that, you know, he could use different, like he used chocolate syrup for the blood, which is the famous story. Mm, yeah. uh, lots of famous stories with this movie. Um, incredible way he uses music, non-music through this movie. The score in this movie, if you want to call it that, is is brilliant. Um, there's just so much that Hitchcock does that I love. So Psycho had to be uh, on my list at number two. Number two. Uh, in researching this, I came across a hidden gem that I'd forgotten I'd seen, uh, and it needs to be on our show. It's called Solo. 
<laughs> and it's not it's not the movie Come we on. just talked about it's is, not no it's you not, really love it that much no no, no 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 it's not the movie we just talked about no i know but i'm I saying do. i remember watching it and being like it's it's mario van peoples mario could be he's a list. cyborg and he is a killing machine adrian brody is in it it's from 1996 solo you really you really have found the exact podcast you yeah, need to, into this to, to host <laughs> Wow, Solo starring Solo. Mario Van Peebles. And it's very timely that we're talking about Solo. Very nice. What do you got at number two? Memento. Yeah, good choice. That's in my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the, for me, for me personally, I will herald it as one of the most groundbreaking ways of telling a story and it making sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, Nolan in many ways is the M.C. Escher of filmmakers. You know, yeah. he does interesting things with time and space, and yeah, because it's about a man who has you know a short-term memory loss, and the fact that it's it tells the story backwards, so you're getting it from his perspective. It's you. The movie doesn't make sense until you see the entire thing, and then you realize, oh. The way it, the story is told is it was the scene before, and then mm-hmm. it shows the scene before that, and then the scene before that, and then cool. the scene before that, because you don't have any frame of reference because he has no frame That's of reference. exactly right, yeah. And my favorite scene in the entire movie is whenever it's him running, and he's like, okay, so I'm running. Oh, I'm chasing that guy. <laughs> and then he starts running, and he's like, oh, no, he's chasing me. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's for me. Like, okay, I love that movie so much. And people, it's very smart. People hate the cliche. I want the tattoo backwards so I can look at it in a mirror. I think that's one of the coolest things. People hate that. That seems I, really I, smart I, to I've, me. I've heard a lot of people yeah. really like tear that scene apart. Like, oh, that's so stupid. Why would you do that? I'm like, I think that that's super cool. Yeah, that way you can always see your tattoo as you wanted it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, good choice, good choice. Uh, my number one, which, Andrew, you think is the same number one as you? It has to be. Vertigo? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm maybe, glad. I'm not, maybe I'm not thinking of yours. I'm glad yeah, mine. you're definitely not thinking I'm glad mine's not going to match anyone's here then. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, I know. You know what? You're right. You're right. I'll just let you, I'll save it for you, but you're right. It would have been my number one. Yeah. I would have had, I would have had Psycho at number three and, uh, and Vertigo. Vertigo at number two. And, and then, what you're thinking of at number one. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but let me talk about Vertigo a little bit. Uh, Vertigo is brilliant filmmaking by Hitchcock. Uh, he is doing something with Jimmy Stewart in this movie that is really cool because he's taking an actual physical ailment and applying it to the themes and structure of the movie. He's using the camera in ways that have never been used before to make you feel that way, both about how he's feeling and how he sees the world and also how he's feeling because of what's going on in his world. Uh, It is beautiful in so many ways, so many beautiful shots. The bell tower stuff is absolutely stunning. Uh, The stairway stuff is incredible. Great performances. Uh, I could watch Vertigo uh, anytime. It is phenomenal. So that's why I had it at number one, even though it should have been at number two. Yeah. (laughs) As an educator, uh, many movies at the end of the year or before Christmas break are just put on blindly. People will you'll go into someone's classroom and they'll just be playing a movie. This, this one has been played so many times in school settings I've been in, and you're going to be like, what? Christmas Carol? No. <laughs> Radio. Radio. I had it Cuba in my Gooding Jr. Jr. And, and Ed yeah. Harris. Yeah. Not saying it's high art, 
Andrew? No, I'm trying to figure out how it's a Christmas movie. It's not. It's not. But here's what ends up happening. School movie. The last week of school ends up being finals or whatever. Oh. So in the odd, like, let's say you have odd finals one day, evens the other day. Well, they're like, well, we're just going to play some movie. And it's inevitably, for whatever reason, it's radio. For me, it was always A Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind was always the movie where the teacher no. was like, uh, yeah, we're going to watch nothing. this. We're going to watch A Beautiful Mind. That's cool. A Beautiful Mindo? Yeah, Beautiful Mindo. Oh, Mindo. <laughs> All right. I like it. Tell him about my big mistake, Andrew. How did you forget about Finding Nemo? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I, you know, It is I my sh- favorite animated movie of all time. I try to go off my head with these things. Even better than Dumbo? I no, was going to talk about have Dumbo. <laughs> we do have honorable mentions. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going to talk about Dumbo. Dumbo and, and Pinocchio, yeah. Yeah, these are both amazing. Yeah, but no, Finding Nemo for me is the all-time greatest animated movie. Whether it be Cantron uh, or... Uh, you know, three or a computer generated. For me, it is the quintessential animated movie. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I, I like I said, I was trying to go off my head. I should have yeah, just yeah. gone to my top one hundred well, list and, and looked. That's, that's but, what I do every single time. But and I'm like, um, does this quote? Well, I go I go on my letterbox whenever we have a, a sift uh-huh. sort something like this, and I'm like, okay, I'll go to my top one hundred, and I'll just go chronologically down. I'm like, does this meet the qualifications right, for yeah, this yeah, sort? Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I saw Finding Nemo, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's number one. Um, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. Um, oh. I, I never... <laughs> wonderful Um it, It's my number three movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, there's only two movies I would say I like more than it. Uh, and I just... It's just all the feels. All the feels for me. Every time I watch it, it's about parenting. It's about, you know, understanding how to let go. Um, it's funny. Albert Brooks is hilarious. Ellen DeGeneres is hilarious. Uh, it's beautiful. It's incredible. The water effects they were using oh for back gosh. then, uh, 2004, right? Like, I still think that the water effects on Finding Nemo are better than 2000, that in Moana. 2004? Yeah. Yeah. That's, people say that Moana that's has crazy. the best water effects. I still think it's Finding Nemo. Yeah, I mean, I think technically they are better in Moana, like just like on a technical level. But as far as emotion and beauty and those kind of things, yeah, I think I'm I'm probably with you. So, yeah, it's a shame that I had totally forgotten about that. Um, it happens because I've forgotten that about movies before too, and you've put me in my place. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. But now honorable mentions. Um, well, we didn't get uh, we didn't get Jack's number one. Oh, I, oh, thought, I thought radio was no, radio. Was. Radio was your number one. Yeah. Okay, yep. so go on to your honorable I think mentions. I've seen Andrew. it so many times. Now here's a movie that I was. Almost had it if I hadn't had American Psycho because after thinking about it, I forgot how much I loved this movie and I watched it again and I'm like, you know what? This is a good movie. Mask of Zorro. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I can't. I would put, never have put it. I, I can't believe that that movie is, is as good as it is. Is that Antonio Banderas? Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, and Catherine Zeta-Jones oh. when she was, oh, she's still one of the most beautiful women of all time, but she was Ah, so gorgeous in that movie. And then you also have Fargo. Yep, Fargo is on my list. You take the F out of that, you get Argo. Uh, Yep, had that on my list as well. And a movie that I don't think is, you know, up there, but, you know, it's a part of the lineage of those movies, and that's Rambo. Yeah, I had that on my list as well. Then uh, Dumbo and Pinocchio. Yep. And then I'm going to end it because we were talking about this movie earlier, Gran Torino. Yep, that was on my list as well. Um, cool. Good choices all around. And your favorite video game, Gran Turismo. Yep, Gran Turismo, <laughs> greatest video game of all time. Uh, just check my top 100 list. There's one more that actually may have beat out Hugo Oh, really? uh, on my top 100, and that's Apocalypto. Uh, I don't know. Oh, man. 
That, Dude, how about a man? Where is Apocalypto? Because it might be in my top one hundred. Apocalypto is so good. Yeah, it's so intense. Um, incredibly violent, of course. I mean, it's, it's, Mel, <laughs> it's Gibson. Mel Gibson. It's Mel Gibson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the violence does serve a purpose in the movie. It is definitely. Um, it, it's it's a movie that has so much to say about how where growth comes from and mm-hmm. what it means to grow as a human, what it means to mature, even in a. Um, in a world where that broader cultural maturity hasn't helped, you know, happened, uh, you know, it's very easy to argue we're still in a world where cultural maturity, you know, well, it's just doesn't happen. Different so. time. It's just like the same human responses that people had then, right, right. just in a different. We we just do them in a different way now. Very slowly, things are getting better, but you know, um, it's uh, anyways. Apocalypto whole- is. <laughs> That's the thing. It's yeah, wonderful. it should it should have been mentioned for me. I should have had it in my list. Good call. But the thing that Mel Gibson is able to do is he is able to use violence in a way to tell a story. Even in Passion of the Christ, which is a movie I don't think is as good as people think it is. Right. Um, he never uses. You mean vi- Passion of the Christo? Yeah, Passion Christo. of the Christo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christo. Christo. A Passion of <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Um, but, uh, me, Cristo. Oh, okay. uh, but the way he uses violence is as uh, it's not as a crutch, right? As you see in a lot of like gore movies. But if you look at like Apocalypto or Passion of the Christ or um, what's his most recent one that he did with uh, a- Andrew Garfield? Uh, uh, that would have been called something down. No, not Black Hawk Down. <laughs> Black Hawk Down. It's got an H, right? It's a yeah. uh, uh, heart, uh, Hearts Ridge or something like that. Uh, something, uh, uh, something Ridge. Oh, heart, uh, not Heartbreak Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. There we I go. I just you know I didn't oh, look that up. That came to my brain. Yeah. I got that off the no, tip you of my did. tongue. But, uh, you know, um, for the for a majority of that movie, it just seems like a you know a, a you know a good movie, and then once they actually get to Hacksaw Ridge, it becomes an incredibly yeah. harrowing and violent movie, and that's because Mel Gibson has this ability. Regard, look at Braveheart is mm-hmm. another great example. Yeah. All of his movies they use violence and gore for a sense of realism for how. Uh, what I'm trying, maybe you well, can help o- me out. Well, they it's open a, our it's eyes. It's the same, it's it's the a, same yeah. way Saving Private Ryan uses violence in the in those yeah. first few moments. It, it opens your eyes to the reality of what it means to yeah. be a, to, yeah. to, for violence to exist in the human race, and yeah. we want to close our eyes to that. We want to close our eyes to the darkness the of barbarism. how we, yeah, of of how we are and can be as humans as culture. Uh, and Mel says, "No, look at it." Like he he puts your face, and he says, "No, look. This is this is how we treat each other, and this is important." And I think it's the fact that he never uses violence like you would see in an action movie as like championing it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if you look at uh, take Rambo for example, you know it's a movie where everything's blowing up, and you're supposed to go, "Yeah, this yeah, is exactly. awesome," like yeah, an yeah. Expendables. Right. right? No, it's supposed to make you. It's supposed to turn your stomach. Yeah, it's supposed to turn your stomach. Yeah, because. It's real. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's well said. Uh, the only other two I had were Serpico, and uh, the last one I had was Rango. But I know that's not one that necessarily a lot of people like. No. But I really enjoyed that movie. I Pacino. It was fun. <laughs> now Django. Now Django is unchained. No. Yeah, Django no, unchained. Django unchained. Django unchained. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, I, I was. <laughs> I, I almost put it on my list. I'm like, no, it starts with an O. It starts no. with an O. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the movie O oh, is not part of mine, but I wanted to mention it yeah. because it. Kind of stands alone. It's the first and last. That's right. Yep. With Josh Hartnett. So 
Nicely done. Great job. Othello uh, could have been another Othello. one. Yeah, well, be, and that has ooh. the beginning and the end. Oh, palindrono. So. <laughs> um, Hugo was part of my honorable mention. Good. Uh, and, Still haven't seen and it. And as a joke, I was going to say, oh, because of what I already said. Very that. nice. So there it is. Still haven't seen it. Well, there you go. Uh, Hugo. Uh, lots of O movies for you to check out if you haven't seen them. Uh, let's finish off with our buried treasure, guys. Mm. Uh, what's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Andrew, why don't you go first this time? So, I don't know about you guys, but whenever it comes to money, I'm not that good with it. <laughs> but I found this app. The app is called Albert. It is a uh, financing app where you pay $5 a month and you get your very own um, like a financial advisor. They they uh, look hmm. at your, uh, you link your uh, bank account to this app. I'm scared. And, and I'm I, already scared. I looked it up and everything <laughs> is like, it's one of the highest rated apps in the app store. It's still scary though, right? Like, yeah. It, like giving but your it, bank account information to a stranger is so scary. But uh, pretty much they uh, they go through all of your finances and they say, okay, this is how you're spending your money. Right. Maybe if you cut back on going out to restaurants and stuff like that, and then they also, like you tell them, do you want to save up for a vacation? And you're like, yeah, I want to go to Sweden or I want to save up for a new tattoo and stuff. So you tell them what your future goals are and then they start saying, okay, this is how you can work towards this So it's goal. a personal financial advisor for five bucks a month? Yeah. That's, that's actually a good deal yeah, for that's, a financial Yeah, that's a good deal advisor. if it works. I mean, like it's a person? Yeah, Like yeah. you know this person's name, you chat with them. They text you. Uh, you can text them like, hey, this is a goal that I want to have. And and they'll text you back. Okay, well maybe we could uh, let's take a look here. You're spending uh, such and such per month eating out. Maybe if you tried spending, you know, more cooking, you mm. know, you would save more money. Or hey, you're you're buying a lot of movies. You know, maybe if you cut back on the movies you buy, or you oh, know, interesting, yeah. Will Very they, nice. Will they, will they do like life coach stuff where they well, intervene in your? Wait, hey, I see where you're. Uh, you're you're doing this. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Stop doing that. Will they and, do that? And they can also uh, help you shutting like, down your account. <laughs> like, uh, do you have a four hundred one k? And you're like, yes, I have four hundred one k. Or no, I don't have a four hundred one k. Okay, well, maybe these are some possible investing opportunities that you right. can look into and stuff like Start that. Start saving money. Yeah, I want that app for working out. I want five dollars a month physical trainer. That's got to exist. Who no, would that, text me and say, "Hey, okay. today here's the exercises you're doing that would work with me personally." Knows my situation. That uh, that app exists. I am excited it's to check it out. It's called My Fitness. My Fitness Pal yeah. or My Fi- My Fitness Pal doesn't have a personal trainer. You can get that on there. Like connect with an actual person who will tell you these are the exercises you can do and stuff. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because because uh, I've used My Fitness Pal for years and years and years. Because you can but, use it for nutrition. You can yeah. set up your diet and everything. Right, yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that you can also get a a fitness plan. On there as well. Well, see, but I don't want a fitness plan. I don't want some plan you don't want a, generic. a bunch of people want, can do. You want I someone. want a person who is going to look at my situation and say, you know what? You don't need leg workouts this week as much as you need this. And, you know, you know, like I, I want a, a physical trainer more than I want a, a fitness plan. Because I've used fitness plans and they're just they're I'm just so generic. I'm curious how that and, would work without, you know, them actually being there to see right, your problem. But a video right. chat. Yeah, I, don't know. I feel like a video chat. I feel like we're creating an app that. Actually, you might be able to make, <laughs> monetize here. A vid- some sort of video chat scenario. It's not an app. Well, it is an app, but there's a device you sit on or you stand on, and then it does a 3D um, scan of your mm-hmm. body, and then you step on it once a week, and it does the scan of your body, and it measures like muscle growth or fat mm-hmm. growth, and yeah. then it downloads to the app, and it says, okay, this week you need to um, 
work more on your arms. Your arms are starting starting to fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's obviously a device you buy that pairs with an app. Right. It's probably a specialized scale, talk, something like that. You're talking about the Wii Fit, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's this really cool thing because I have Wii Fit. We have that. Too. My son also because it um because it like spins around you and it scans your body That's and cool. then it it shows you from day one to wherever you are it and it spins then, around you. Yeah. Like a clot. Like it's a closet of some sort. Like uh, you step on this device, and then there's it's this, a 3D camera, imagery. this oh, camera got it, got spins it. around yeah, 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 and yeah. it scans your body, and uh, then it says, "Okay, this is where you were day one," and then it, like it shows like your silhouette, and then it more 3D silhouette, and then it morphs to where you are now, and you can actually see the progress. Oh, you're that's making. cool. That is yeah, cool. That's smart. That's very cool. I have to check all that stuff out. Um, what do you got, Jack? Okay. Um, Two quick things, both Netflix related. We were talking about Netflix earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the second season of The Toys That Made Us came out, uh, and it's only four episodes. But uh, if you've not seen this at all, the first season is uh, just this run- video rundown of G.I. Joe, Star Wars toys. Um, what's my other one? There's uh, Barbie, which I didn't watch that one. Uh, <laughs> and um, well, You have a problem with guys one. who played with Barbie? Uh, no problem. Um, okay. Segwaying past this. Moving on. Um, and then the, uh, the second season just came out, Transformers toys. Um, Hello Kitty, which again, uh, and then Star, Boy, you, you Star really Trek are genderizing toys. this stuff, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, anybody I, I can play say, with any toy, and that's fine. I don't have to watch that video though. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? You lost movie Star Trek. Star Trek toys, which uh, there's a lot of label slapping in Star Trek. Star Trek toys, which is interesting. Star oh. Wars toys was on the first season, by the way. Okay. Uh, the toys that made us, and then segue real quickly. One movie that's on there now is called Making uh, Fun, and it is uh, Funko Pop. You know, pop, pop yeah, yeah, pop yeah. Uh, it's all about that company. So, and we, wow. We do a lot of, like at the two Comic-Cons we do, we give away those a lot. So Yeah, some toy-based toy, best, toy uh, based recommendations. Yeah, check That's them out. very cool. It's called Shape Scale. Shape Scale. Yeah. All right, check that out. Uh, I've got an app for mine. So you can fun. play with Barbies if you want to. Yes, Woo! thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I didn't, I, <laughs> or Ken. I didn't need your permission. You do whatever um, you want. So I have uh, an app as well. This is just a fun game app. It's my latest kind of kill some time app. It's mm-hmm. called Influence. Uh, and if you've ever played risk type games mm. where you have, you know, neighboring properties and you have a certain number of strength and then the neighboring property has a certain number of strength, it's one of those kind of games. Uh, but I really like the way it's laid out in the competition aspect because it does weekly and all time rankings, those kind of things. And what happens is, depending on how well you play your game, you game, gain a level of influence. And so your influence uh, ranking is kind of how you're ranked against other players, that cool. kind of thing. So. Hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I love, uh, love those kind of, you know, strategy, figure out where to attack, you know, kind of games. So it's been a fun one for me to, cool. to figure out a new strategy on. Cause it's different than a lot of the other risk games that I've played. Like there's different rules to it. And so that makes for a little bit different strategy. Risk is probably my number one or number two board game of all yeah? time. Yeah. Yeah. I love risk. Yeah. There's something really cool about that, about figuring that out. Well, there you go, guys. We did a podcast. Great work. We did a podcasto. 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 Nicely done. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following us at Spreaker, either in the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's special guest guru. It's Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Thanks, thanks so much. Uh, where can people find you, Jack? Uh, at One Horrible Movie on Twitter. Uh, go to The Horrible Movie Podcast uh, on the Facebook. Uh, honestly, if you really want to listen, the best place, studiodna.media. It's just as easily. Sure. It, 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 just to hit play and listen. 
Um, and then on obviously on Apple Podcasts and Spreaker.com. Um, we just kind of like to interact and have fun. So uh, shoot me some ideas for movies. Um, I'm trying to do a giveaway right now uh, for the month of May. Got about a week left. Going to give away like a $20 gift card. So just uh, honestly, I've been doing kind of a patron only giveaway. And uh, if you uh, are $3 or up, I'm just going to pull out a random name and I'm just going to send you a $20 Amazon gift card. $25 Amazon gift card. Oh, nice. Nice. Just for fun. At my own own pockets. Uh, You you mentioned in the Facebook and it reminded me of another O movie which I love which is the Social Network O. Yeah, Social Um, Network O. Boy, you gotta love that Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg yeah, and that Aaron Sorko. Yeah, mm. so good. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters <laughs> as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks, including a giveaway from from Jack for the horrible I, movie. You know, podcast. just because I I think it's really like the patron stuff, and I mean that's to fans that are super fans that want to uh, contribute to something they love. I mean, that's stinking awesome. Yeah, it's and pretty I fun do, stuff. I feel like you need to be rewarded for your awesomeness. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with this podcast. You can comment on Spreaker or you can email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you tell them about it and that listening is much easier than making the Kessel Run at all. Spoiler chat for Solo should be next up in your podcast feed. And next week, we'll be back to either discuss a drift or maybe do a Marvel Sif sort. We'll have to discuss that and figure it out. Wow. Oh. Wow. You did a little Keanu Reeves Whoa. there at the end. No, that was Whoa. more Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. 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 You do the Joey Lawrence. Whoa. Whoa. Wowzer. Certainly, somebody's done the Joey Lawrence, Keanu Reeves, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson combo, right? Wow. Like, Whoa. 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 Wow. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.